You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Once Upon a Time in Wonderland After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Once Upon a Time in Wonderland After Show. Hello, welcome to our after show for Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Hello! Episode, <laughs> episode 11. I am Jackie Borowski. With me this time is actually Keaton. I'm back, guys! I'm so sorry I've been gone. And I called Tiana back. Keaton last oh. week. Yeah. We, we look so much alike. You guys are like twins. We're like twins. <laughs> I see then, how you get Yeah, you. right? I was so sleepy. And then we have uh, Marissa. Uh, hello, everyone. In the booth. And um, I forgot my notes, and so did Keaton. So this is going to be... fair not. But I have uh, mine. Marissa has her notes. So this could be an interesting show. Um, I... I tend to like look down at my notes every so once in a while for like pointers. So if I'm all over the place, I apologize. But can I tell you, I I loved. I, I said it when I walked in today. This is my favorite episode of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland ever. I thought it was. It, why do you it, think it was your favorite, or why do you believe? And even so? even when I was watching it, because it felt like a Once Upon a Time regular episode. <laughs> because this is, I felt like the way the story, the the two kind of parallel stories were going on with the flashback and the present day um the way they would flash back the jumping in between the pace of it felt more once upon a time i agree the beats were very similar to once and i mean it did help that our lovely cora was back and they Mm -hmm. also visited storybrooke but yeah something about this episode just it just felt i was like oh my god this is what i've been wanting to see like, because I I knew you have it in you. You're created by the same people. Mm-hmm. I knew you had it in you. They, like here it is, and th- it gives me hope that maybe if a second season happens, that uh, you know they they will just uh, improve. And I think it's because the stakes are higher in this one. Mm-hmm. They're higher to me than they have been previously because you know Alice is going to end up with Cyrus. In this one, there was a lot of I I felt like a, a lot of opening of. Uh, leaving the world open for more unexpected things. Mm-hmm. And that's what we like is unexpected surprises. Absolutely. Or even sad surprises. Um, but that's what that makes later. it fun. Yeah. <laughs> so well, uh, we have, we have, um, we start off with Cyrus and Alice. I know I'm actually, from what's written on our board, I'm going backwards now, but whatever. <laughs> we start with Cyrus and Alice, and Cyrus is at what I like to call the cantina because it just reminds me of the cantina in Star Wars. And Alice has shrunken, and it did make me a little sad that we didn't see her, like, drink some potion or eat a mushroom to shrink as a Girl, reference. Girl, they don't have money for that for that type of CGI stuff going on. I know, on. but I would true. just like to have seen that as a reference. They could even do have done this. She's biting into something, and then they cut, and then she's tiny. <laughs> they could so have done that. Things. That's quick editing, you know. Yeah. So I, she, oh, go ahead. I loved seeing Cyrus kind of back in the world that he is 
he is was has been away from for a very long time and I loved that the caterpillar immediately was like genie and he's like actually not anymore <laughs> and the caterpillar's like should I feel bad for you or should I congratulate you basically and I thought that was kind of a funny thing to bring up because you know as happy like how how does Cyrus truly feel about not being the genie I know he's free now but with this freedom, he's lost a lot of his, uh, his magic, a lot of, like, the power that he held. Now he's just a regular guy. Yeah, but his motivations are still kind of the same. Even when he was a genie, he always wanted to reunite with his family. Now that he's not a genie, that's still, uh, you know, it's more, it, he releases that burden. Now he has a more, the, the same motivation to keep going after his family. This and, is and why I fell in love with Cyrus in the last episode. Because I, I explained last week that I wasn't interested in Cyrus at all until the last episode when I found out he was sort of like, this is so, this is so cliche, but because he was a bad boy and had some kind of like badass history and wasn't such a like goody two shoes, I was like, oh, Cyrus. Somebody's in the bad boys. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a cliche, but it's true. Cyrus was, I mean, it's not necessarily that it's a bad boy, but it's just that he was less boring Ugh. when you saw his flashbacks. You were like, he, he still bugged me last week. Oh, I loved him last week. And then this I liked week, him last week. And then this week, he's walking around with a new kind of Cyrus swagger, which I, I'm like, oh, oh, my crush on Cyrus is now like is now really deepening because he has some swagger now that he's not a genie. And I, I don't know, maybe it's me, but I think he fights better too. Like, with that fight in the bar, A, it was completely unnecessary, as I was noticing. I was like, I get that you're trying to kind of do, like, a sleight of hand thing where it's like, you start a fight, but you pick up the compass. But he already had it. it But he already technically had it. It was too freaking easy. I'm sorry. Like, the caterpillar just sits on top, like, of a stage with a bunch of, like, mystical expense, not expensive, but, like, very valuable kind of objects below it, like, where people can just go in. I mean, I understand Alice was small, but... Come on, nobody's guarding it. Like, are you serious? Like, this the caterpillar doesn't seem like a dumb guy. He's some he's a guy who's been around Wonderland. He knows the magic that's in Wonderland and like, you know, the sleight of hand that people do. Cyrus just comes in and woo woo woo. Alice goes in, grabs the compass. He didn't even need to punch anybody. And then he just freaking starts a fight. And he literally already like Alice was already right there. I just didn't get it. That actually I will say this though. I that part didn't bother me so much because I don't think he saw it coming that Alice would that Alice would shrink down to go and steal it. I didn't think he saw that coming. Also, I think there was a level of distraction where he's trying to talk to him about the compass while Alice is already stealing it. He wouldn't see that coming. Also, the caterpillar smokes a lot of opium. I'm not so sure that he is on the up and up about what is happening around him. Yeah. And um. I... For me, I just wish the fight was more obvious as a distraction than mm-hmm. it was, like, happening simultaneously. Because then it kind of looks like Cyrus just wanted to punch people. And I, and I'm a like, lot of pent-up angst. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I get it. Like, your fighting is awesome and, and you look cool doing it. But, like, what's the reason for this if you really already have the compass? You mean Jack Sparrow's compass? I'm sure you've, ta- you've That's, talked about yeah. this. <laughs> I, compass I only points it north. to the Pocahontas spinning arrow compass. But, but it is uh, Jack I mean, I Honestly, I didn't think anything of the fight. I saw it as a distraction to get out of there. And that's all it was. Um, nothing more. Nothing more, nothing less. So then their story... This is, let's do the Will and Anastasia fly. It's so weird because these all kind of... And the, again... 
um, this episode was was really good about blending all the stories together. Yeah, so. because we, we've had we've had Alice and Cyrus got yeah. separated from Will and Anastasia, mm-hmm. who got captured by Jafar and the Jabberwocky. So who they their stories kind of connected last week, and we still Alice and uh, Will are over here. The rabbit has been MIA for a while, right? For a little bit. I mean, we saw him briefly when Anastasia went to talk to him, and we know he's actually trying to build up that army for her, which mm-hmm. is nice. Look at you, rabbit. I think the rabbit is a much undervalued character in this series. Yeah, he was, just don't do the rabbit any harm. I yeah. mean, what has he done to you? He he can be a really powerful ally. It's true. Even if he is small, it doesn't matter. And notice he did comment, like, he makes this really quick comment that he's like, they need a leader, they need a leader that's someone they can depend on. And I'm like, oh, come on, we have to, Alice, you're clearly the leader of the revolution, and that's what he's trying to talk about, and you're trying to do something else, which is save Will, and I understand that, because he's your friend, and he's really, really cute. He's really, really hot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I really and like he's him. really funny, and... He's just... the bestest. Hashtag <laughs> Team Will. <laughs> Team Will. Bestest. Um, so, Will, we get, so now we get flashbacks to Will and Anna, or Anastasia, which I, a couple of our viewers... I think they saw, like, a hidden nugget in the last episode where they confirmed to them that it was uh, Cinderella's Anastasia. I didn't catch that. What? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah, pick she up did, on that. No, I picked up on that last week. She's, she's one of the stepsisters. When did it say that? Um, I can't remember exactly what it was. That but... was in the preview that was shown? No, 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 no. no. That was in no, it was last um, week. It was in last week's episode. They referenced, like, some, she referenced her, her sisters or, like, how one of her sisters like treated her treated, horribly yeah yeah i don't know but they i can't really remember exactly but you guys if you remember exactly please comment yeah let us know um but yes she did she is absolutely the stepmother's one of her daughters mm-hmm. um one of the stepsisters anastasia which in the the original disney movie anastasia was one of the stepsisters yeah yeah i it's I what anastasia the, and drusilla the, the, um this uh um trying to think or do so sorry my um but yeah i just keep thinking back to the disney and i know this is a more modern day interpretation but anastasia and the disney character is a redhead oh yeah once has made a lot of i know i a know a lot of different character but, interpretations okay, they maybe the they have you know alluded back to the cinderella storyline but i think maybe it's to throw us off I mean, we haven't had that set confirmation that it is the Cinderella storyline. I mean, we've seen Cinderella in actual ones series. If Anastasia and Cinderella ever met up and then they do recognize each other, then we get the confirmation that, oh, yeah, okay, she is the Anastasia from the Cinderella story. Yeah, I I would, uh, I don't know, I would like to see that happen, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Now, we might see it in a flashback, right, but it doesn't it look like it's going to happen um, anytime in the future. But before we go on, um, we just need to give a huge shout-out to uh, one of our creators, Maria Menunos. She has a great new reality show on Oxygen called Chasing Maria Menunos, and uh, you guys can check it out here. Tuesdays on Oxygen. I'm Maria Menounos, and my life can get a little crazy. I host Extra. I'm an actor, producer, dancer, wrestler, and a lot of other things. I live with Kevin, my boyfriend of 15 years. Do you really love me? I would say that I'm in serious like. And my parents. Yep. 
I just said I live with my parents. You drive me crazy. You drive me crazy. My parents want us to get married. You both love each other. Get married. Kevin and I don't. I am going to get married when I want to get married. I think I want kids. Kevin definitely doesn't want them now. This is being pushed on to us. And of course, my parents wanted them yesterday. This year, you got to have it. And I have a house full of people counting on me financially. If I take my eye off the ball, everything can fall apart. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or wants us to do. It's what we want to do. Everyone thinks that they know what's best for me, but I'm really the only one. I have got to figure things out. Chasing Maria Menounos is so new. Every Tuesday at 10, 9 central, starting March 18th, only on Oxygen. Hi, we're back. <laughs> you needed that official Hi. confirmation. Hi. Um, so Will and Anastasia in the past. Anastasia, we see her right after she uh, is queen, and she's meeting with uh, Cora, who is, I'm assuming, the queen from the neighboring count- town, since she's the queen of hearts and... Um, the Red Queen and the Red and King. The Red Queen and the Red King. So I'm assuming that we... When we first started the show, we thought maybe she took over for Korra or something like that. But it's a, apparently they're just neighboring they, kingdoms. neighboring kingdoms, similar to the different kingdoms in the Enchanted Forest, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, and the the Queen of Hearts is from Alice in Wonderland. The Red Queen is from the Through the Looking Glass, which is the second Alice, mm-hmm. second sequel, I guess you could say, in that S- franchise. So. Um, we learn that Cora is not liked by the Red King, and that she is trying to um, she's trying to teach the Red Queen, or trying to yeah, trying to teach the Red Queen magic. I'm so glad we finally got this backstory because we always knew Anastasia had a little bit of magical powers, mm-hmm. not as because like, I always wondered why Jafar wanted to team up with her, like right. what why he couldn't have just overtaken her, you know, right. figure something out. I, I don't know, but I'm very glad. Like, this makes so much sense. Yes. I'm like, oh, I get you now. I get you, Anastasia. And the way that they showed their relationship develop and um, kind of see Anastasia getting kind of brought under Cora's spell made so much sense. And I loved it. And I loved their chemistry. And I loved their scenes together. I love the chemistry, too. Mm-hmm. I felt like at the beginning of the flashbacks, you saw the Red Queen Anastasia. She's in white. She's obviously mm-hmm. good at this Virginal. point. Virginal. Well, yes. sort of good. She sure, left well, her boyfriend good, to, but to marry at up. At this stage, she's still good. She hasn't been corrupted yet. And now we get the influence of the Queen of Hearts. And then her outfit starts changing. She starts becoming more red, learns magic. But, yes, I agree with the chemistry. It was great. And watch. you really saw, like, you know, two great actresses working off each other. I don't really think we've been able to see the Red Queen shine and, and and I just I I know you hate you hate on the Red Queen and I love her. I, I think just, she's great. She's not that good of an actress to me. Um, crying does not make you a good actress. I, I don't <laughs> think that's why she, I think she's a good actress. <laughs> but I, I will say that I love Barbara Hershey and everything she does. She's yes. so delightfully wicked. Agreed. And I'm also like Barbara Hershey has like three daughters now. She has two actual daughters and then now like a daughter figure. And I'm, I'm like, it's so interesting that, to me that she, with all of this wickedness, she really is obsessed with, like, having a protege. Yeah. And and she's it, it's weird because, you know, she kind of threw, um, oh, my God, Regina. Mm-hmm. Regina to the wayside. She obviously threw um, Zelina 
to the wayside. I think it's because Regina stood up to her, though. Exactly. So she's wanted to find somebody that she can kind of mold their mind Mm -hmm. and not have them question her and do everything like that she suggests. So she has them doing her dirty work. Yeah. And... Uh, Core is very manipulative. She she's saying she's like I saw so much potential in you. You want to throw this away for some guy who broke your heart, and just like twisting that around on her to make her feel bad. That reverse psychology. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is true. Like Anastasia and Cora but had very similar upbringing. Yeah, yeah. They they had very similar. They both started out like as kind of peasants. They both kind of manipulated their way into royalty mm-hmm. and um and power. And, you know, obviously Anastasia was on the path for good, but Cora got her kind of claws into her, which um, kind of has turned her around a little bit. And it, and it made me so happy that, like, she was going to go back for Will. She, she was, was going to go, gonna back, go for back for Will. Will. Yes. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. I love Anastasia. Like I hate I hated that they like completely redeemed her character for me and then killed her off. Killed her yeah. off. Yeah. Well, we don't know. We don't She's know. actually killed. But the thing is I loved how it shows They how... did that to Lizard, by the way. No, no, well, no, no. Lizard but, didn't need to be redeemed. No, but... I, I loved how they showed how really how it all really technically went down because they were gonna go after each other and then it was the uh, Cora's influence to break them apart, to keep them separated. And she did the exact same thing with Regina mm-hmm. and Daniel. And so it just goes to show how evil Cora is and her power and influence with people and being together with the true loves. I mean, she freaking got... Well, this is what I, I... I kind of like... I watched this, but I kind of... I, I kind of missed a little bit. Did she convince Will to give up his heart or did he chose to give he up chose. his heart? Okay. Yeah. Which I thought was really fast. Yeah. Really, that really fast. That seemed very out of character, I'm too. I'm heartbroken. Here, take my heart. I think, so. here's here's the thing. That, that part also didn't seem fast to me in the sense that she, she had already left him for the king. So he had been continuously suffering. And I'm assuming that this wasn't the first time he's come to the castle to plead for her to come back to him. And so... My assumption is that his heart has been broken continuously and he keeps having this feeling. I want to disagree with you. Why? I think that it was the first time he came to the castle. I don't think she had been at the castle for very long when he showed up. I think it was a very quick courtship She got once she got into the castle. I mean, the original time we saw that she, how she became, the original flashback of how she became queen, it was literally... A day, a day or a night that it was like ten seconds that like he the king like brought her around. Up and he's like, and he's like, I want to introduce you to your new queen of Wonderland or whatever. Um, so I don't think I think this is the first time she's seeing Will, and I think as this is the only time that she's getting um, confronted by him uh, about the whole situation. But I also think Will wears his heart on his sleeve and he has big emotions. So he had already felt rejected when she went and married the king. And so then it's like the double rejection of offering her the second chance. She's not coming she ha- for She it. hadn't married the king yet. She's living in his palace and no, she hasn't married when, him? When Will went to go, uh, he said, it's not too late. And yeah. well, but they were actually married. But he says, you can, you can still leave right now while we're still in love. I don't know because so Cora because Cora had come to go to the wedding and I felt like one of the things that like uh, like meant that she was the new queen that she they actually got married was she started wearing the crown she was not wearing the crown at all 
in this entire until we saw that she rejected to go follow Will. Then a day happened, and her and Cora were hanging out, and she was doing the magic thing. I don't think I don't think she has been married yet. I think this is a night before the wedding. No, I'm I don't know. That's how I feel about I'm it. I'm pretty sure they were married when Will went to go back to the castle to try to get her back. But she was like looking at in her wedding at her wedding dress and stuff before she decided to leave. No, that was the f- the first time she was with Cora, and Cora was telling her about the marriage and getting married. And then they got married. We didn't see the actual marriage, but then we saw Will come back to the castle after the fact, and he's begging for her. Either way, he's been rejected twice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he he was rejected when she went with him in the first place, and then he was rejected because he came back and tried to plead for her, and she didn't show up. And so because she didn't show up, it's like he... He has such high emotions, she didn't show up, so he feels heartbroken, so he just wants to not deal with it. Coward. Um, I mean, but it's it's funny that it, that without his heart, Will is very brave, and he's very noble, but with his heart, he's a coward. But to give it to Cora. That's why I think it's, he's a coward. Well, when you're heartbroken, you just don't care. Yeah. I mean, and then, so this begs another question, is... What happened in between the time where Cora has his heart, he gets it back, because yeah. we know Alice helped him get it back. We know he is essentially the knave of hearts. So Alice gets his heart back and then hides it in Storybrooke. I want to know, this is what I want to figure how out. Does how Alice... does he get the title of knave of hearts? Yeah, that's Good what question. I want to know, too. That's... And I want to know how he got his heart back. Yeah, and I wonder if he got it back by going to work for Cora. I'm wondering if, I know I'm kind of jumping into a prediction, but I feel like if he went and started working for Cora because he didn't really know what to do now that he didn't have a heart, and she obviously can control him now because she has his heart, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's the queen of hearts. That's how I think she he became the knave of hearts. I, th- I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So I hope yeah. we see that story soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. All right. I was like, or another thing. It does The Red Queen, she knows how to rip out, rip out hearts too, right? I don't Have know. Have you seen that? I oh, I, we so. haven't Have seen, seen her about okay. a heart. Maybe, okay, so maybe it's not the Red Queen. Maybe Regina had something to do with it when she was having her tiff with her mother. Maybe she, like, reclaimed a lot of hearts that Cora took during those years. And somehow, maybe that'd be cool. If well, we, we had know Regina Will was hiding out in the storybook. It. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe Regina had influence on getting the heart back and we didn't. I'm just throwing things out there. I'm yeah, no, no, I, I like it. P.S. Uh, they in, are in Storybrooke, so it's not too far-fetched. But they're no. in Storybrooke. Uh, this is something I really was really excited to talk about. They're in Storybrooke, like, when Storybrooke first started. Like, this is, like, back in, like, w- like the early 80s, I think. When did Storybrooke start? Because all those cars were super old. We didn't see anybody that we recognized. I believe it was at 87. But did, did you notice? It was weird because Will's apartment was all modern, technology and all modern, but all the cars in Storybrooke and that we saw, and it just didn't seem as new think, as it does well, in once. I, I mean, Storybrooke itself is not a hip-happening town. I don't think the cars were a reference because we've been clocked on this before. In the beginning, Cinderella, it's after her pregnancy, so we know that it has to happen sometime during the second season. So I think this is yeah. actually contemporary Storybrooke, just because yep. uh, the first the first reference we have of the series in Storybrooke is Cinderella post pregnancy. Yeah, and we've been told before that it's not before Storybrooke was Storybrooke; it was during like the s- mid season 
of once already going on. So it's sometime during the second season. I yeah. think it was just that because it was at night. And yeah, I don't know. Something about it. It just didn't feel like the story broke that we know and love. Um, but Will's apartment, nice apartment, Will. I Damn, do. look at that bachelor pad. <laughs> I do love the having the characters who have not been in like our contemporary era interacting <laughs> with it. The flashing of the lights is killing me because usually people just do a click, click. Oh, that's weird. But I loved how Cyrus was like obsessed with it. He goes into the next room and he kind of clicks the light <laughs> and then he keeps flicking them. And I'm like, that is, I appreciate that once upon a time in Wonderland because that is realistic. If someone had seen that for the first time, they would be like, this is magic. This is a cool, I mean, I was even thinking about it when Alice, because even when Alice was like, oh my God, it's a box that disp- like had yes. eyes come yeah. out. I was like, yes, what is that this would magic? be like magic. Yes. Like, that's kind of crazy that you don't even think about it because it's such yeah. second nature. But like, that's absolutely magical. Yes. And Electricity then, is magic. Yeah. You know, there is magic you know, in this the, world. The muggle community is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. Ron Weasley's dad says so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I loved I loved those little details. And um, I also love, did Will draw that image of Anastasia? That's a very well-drawn caricature. I thought so, too. I assume that he Will is talented. Um, so they find the heart. And they the <laughs> they are able to bring it back with them. But if we, um, I guess we could, well. Again, I thought it was too easy. It was just everything that has been so easy. It's in the first Cyrus you look. For Cyrus and Alice. Yeah, I thought the heart, because we see Cora has the heart. I thought it was in the vault with all the hearts. Yeah, that's right. I thought it was and be. it wasn't. So, and then again, going back to Jackie's question, how the heck did the knave get his own heart back? Yeah, and then put it into his own, hide it in his own apartment. Mm-hmm. There, there's a gaping hole there. There's a, literally <laughs> a gaping hole in the wall, a gaping hole in his chest. <laughs> there's a lot of gaping holes in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, they they come back to Wonderland and Jafar traps them and too easy. This, like okay, <laughs> last episode we were wondering we're like okay because we know Cyrus has to be able to find his mom now that he knows his mom is alive and apparently the compass points to wherever your his, most desired your yeah. your heart's most desired which is the yes. same thing that Jack Sparrow's yes. compass did yes it is Jack Sparrow's compass it's Jack Sparrow's Sparrow. where's so, Jack I know why is the rum gone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if they can't afford CGI, they can't afford Johnny Depp. Yeah, pretty sure. I mean, I could go go walk on Hollywood Boulevard. I can find plenty of look alike. <laughs> I was like, well, Johnny Depp's salary, they're, they're already capped out. Uh, <laughs> right? So, so, um, so, yeah, that part, that was the part that I got to, and I was like, that is too easy. Because I wanted some sort of struggle versus just... Like, oh, my compass is pointing towards here. Like, maybe if his compass pointed towards the castle and he got there. But also, like, Jafar, how did you instantly know they were there? Do you have, like, some sort of bunny tracking device? Yeah, that's... I just don't get... Like, it's like, why wouldn't you find them like that with somebody? I just don't get how, like, sometimes it's, like, the hardest thing in the world. And I will never find them. But then other times, like, poof, hi, what's up? Yeah. (laughs) What's going on? <laughs> yeah, like Jafar magically found them instantly, and then uh, the the snake didn't fight him, which um, I'm also curious about that whole aspect because it's like it seems that the staff has to do Jafar's bidding. So how in that instance 
did it manage the amount of power it takes to not do that? Maybe because of love, true love, like because that's her son. Yeah, um, that's what I thought at first. I thought that Cyrus was going to be able to control it, and mm-hmm. that Cyrus started controlling it because um, it's like I felt like. His mother was smart enough as a magician and knew Jafar well enough to know that he could probably turn on her. That's what I truly believe. And so I felt like there could have been a loophole in if he, like, ever tried to put a spell on her that, like, if, like, that her sons could save her. Like, something along those lines. I I, I think it might have been that uh, we've seen, and once, when... Core tries to go after Emma's heart, but then she finally taps into that magic and resists. So I think it's kind of like the same way. Um, once you realize uh, who you're facing, and you know it was Amara realizing that that was her son in front of her, she had that power to tap in to resist Jafar's bidding. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just like the power of magic, whatever it can do. And it backfires on Jafar, but I liked how it happened because when Jafar was using it, the eyes glue glow red, red. red. Yeah. and then when it was Mars doing it was yellow mm-hmm. and now I like they're that. still yellow and then um so his staff kind of gets ejected from him right mm-hmm. and then he manages to steal the heart though and runs away with the heart which oh by the way i love this actor um a, he's acting his heart out of this role, even though, like, he has to wear, like, a goofy costume and an amazing blowout every day of the week. Um, I do. Nassim? Uh, yeah. I love his blowout. And he rocks it. Like, he's wearing, he knows he's wearing this kind of, like, elaborately silly costume, but he just rocks it. He owns it. You he, believe he's Jafar. He's so good. I yeah. love, I just, I loved him in Lost, and I, I don't think he can, he can't do any, any wrong for me. Like, he can't. He's, he's so good. He's so, he's so believable to me as this role. And then I love the way it was kind of like a, like an old school, like cartoon villain where he like grabs the box, kind of looks around and then just like runs off. And I'm like, that was the perfect exit. He was so sketchy about it because he was like, oh, well, I lost my staff. I, I still got this though. So, so and this easy. is what I, I want to double check. That means all of his powers, like he can't do magic without that staff. Am I correct? I don't think so. No, no. I, mean, I think he can, can do, do like little things, things, but he can't. Hold. Yeah. The, the so Darth Vader chokehold. Yeah. And he, he can use the force. He knows magic. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, even when it's like losing your wand, but that doesn't make you less powerful. I mean, you still have the knowledge and all that. So, if you're a wizard and you lose your wand, you still know everything. You say Accio wand. <laughs> That's what you say, and the wand will come to you. <laughs> or you steal somebody else's wand. Right? Or you find the but elder wand. He does have, he was taught magic. Magic is a thing to be taught. You mm-hmm. don't have to have materialistic things to execute magic. It I think it just made him more powerful. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. It's her power plus his power. But he, she was teaching him magic. And she was magic. more powerful than Yes. Him. Yeah. And she was teaching him magic already. So he was able to do it before she turned into his snake staff. And part of me was like, now that they have the snake staff, they're like kind of walking around it. Like, how do we get her out of it? I'm like, why? Like, couldn't they just break it? Like, I don't know. I think it'd be too simple if they just it. Well, everything I mean, else was simple this episode. <laughs> well, no, that is true. But the way we saw Jafar turn Amara into a staff, it was she magic. She turned into it, yeah. So I think you have to use magic to reverse it yeah. instead of just breaking it like a twig. And then they have to get the water from her, and then they have to get the other brothers, yep. and then they have to return the water. Yep, yep. Um, How scary was that um, 
Next. fate or whatever. Yeah, that that thing that scared the crap. I I like I did not crazy. like when the flashbacks came and I saw it again because literally these like the scariest character I've ever seen in any of the Once Upon a Time things. Like, that is what I want my bad guys to be. I want them to be so scary. I want to pee my pants. Like I wanted to pee That's my pants scary. every time she rose out of the water. I was like, this is the freaking the girl from the ring. Like f this. I don't want to watch. <laughs> we, it. Yeah, a, we, we, said, <laughs> we said grudge last time, but the grudge and the ring characters look so similar to me. It, it just. You know, and someone did comment that the 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 girl from the ring uh, was drawn in a well, so that makes yeah, so sense. that makes more sense. But then they the do look similar, guys. They yeah, they do. Similar. Um, no, <laughs> no, I loved it. I, I love scary. my bad guys to be super creepy. Hated her, like Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin, I can deal with, but she was just too much, too much. No redeeming, like, things that made me, like... She's I one was of just, my like, favorites. I was like, you scare me, and I need you to go away. Cyrus, I want to get rid of her, please. <laughs> Give her the water back! Why would you take her water? <laughs> I don't understand. So they go back uh, to the castle, Jafarda's, and he... Um, well, we see we see a little rekindling. As much as you can rekindle romance when you're missing a heart, they're, there's, they're having a kind of, like, ah, pun intended, heart-to-heart heart conversation. To heart. Um, Will and Anna... And she never tells him, though, that she didn't mean to leave him there. Did you catch that? Like, they're having that, and she doesn't really exactly tell him, I didn't mean to leave you there. Or, like, hey, Cora made me do it. Right? Like, wouldn't you think that would have happened in there? I'm like, she just doesn't say, why didn't you say that? So then uh, Jafar puts his heart back in, and, and he has all these feelings, and then he kisses her in a very magical cinematic style, a.k.a. she sucks that? his face off like a fish. I agree. What was what that? Was what was that? that? I'm like, what? I didn't know if it was, like, like supposed to be, like, true love's what? kiss. Like, I don't know. It was weird. It was, like, so it was weird. It was, I, okay. like, cheesy cinematic but weird. The, it was just, like, leading up to it. It didn't even make sense because, I mean, yes, they're having, I guess you could say, a heart-to-heart, but... Anastasia asks for forgiveness, but we see, well, he's still, like, resistant of it. He doesn't have a heart. I know, but he's still resistant of it. He put his heart back in, and the first thing he does is go over to Anastasia and kiss her all cinematic style. What? Really? I think we're supposed to take from that that once his heart is back, it's like all those feelings rush back to him, and then he he kisses her, a.k.a. she sucks him in with her ginormous fish lips. Leave and her alone. And then, Emma Rigby is beautiful. And then the other part that made me so amused by this sequence is that the backdrop literally fell away. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Where did the bars go? I was like, they went to somewhere else. They went somewhere completely else. There was like shiny lights and everything, and they're out of prison. And then magically they're back in prison. And I was like, oh, that happened. And um and then Jafar because he wants uh he wants to quote unquote make sure that his heart is in there and it's real he stabs Anastasia. Um, yeah. which for me I'm like good riddance and now Will can find somebody new. I'm gonna ship him with Ruby. You heard it here. No, I'm already <laughs> shipping him with Ruby. No, nope. Ruby ate her boyfriend. So, but Ruby's <laughs> not coming back next season. Um. At least I don't think she is. As a she had a quick, she had like a really brief cameo in a couple episodes ago. Um, well, she's on a she's on a new show right now. The actress is, and she's a regular, a series regular on a new show. So I feel like it's gonna. But sometimes in your contracts, you can do you can do guest appearances. I don't appearances. know. I don't know. We'll see. But a guest appearance is not going to be the love interest of Will. 
right? I don't know. Anyways, I am so sad they killed off the Red Queen. I'm angry. Well, all right. I don't I think, think she's dead. Though, I don't think she's dead. For me, though, if she is, here's the thing. I I don't like it when series can't, like, they have so many deaths that death never becomes, they have so many people coming back that death never becomes permanent. Mm-hmm. I liked that they kept, even though I loved the sheriff character, I loved him. Graham. I, I oh, like that. I like Shades of Grey, Graham. Yeah. Yeah. I liked but you know that what? They, I'm okay with that. I like that know. they kept him dead because it was real. It's like, this is actual real collateral damage. He This happens to him. He's not, he, like... He dies and he's gone. No, I like there's consequences. I, with, I completely agree with that. I don't like it when shows kill off main characters and then you see them in the very next episode. Like Rumpel. Like, what's the point? Okay, Rumpel's magic. Yeah, no, but was like, and he was what three was episodes the point later of having a dramatic death when we're gonna just see them in the next week's episode. It's just like I feel like it's wasted on that. Yeah. And then what you know, it and then it demeans everything that just happened. Right. So you say this now and I and we've all heard that they're gonna kill off a major character in Once Upon a Time at the end of the season and we're all gonna be crying and we're gonna be like, Please bring him back, please bring him back and they won't. I don't think they will. And it I want them to bring the Red Queen back. I understand that you say yes, it, it makes it more real, but like I, don't kill off fan favorites. Like, come on. No, okay, the Red so Queen is a fan be, favorite? No. She Please might tweet be us and let us know. technically dead, but they're not going to get rid of her like we're never going to see her again. We see her in the next week's episode. She's just probably lying there like a dead corpse, but that doesn't mean that she's gone. Yeah. I mean, if they really were going to kill her then we wouldn't see her in the next week's episode. I don't know. For me, like, when you kill off a character like that, it gives new purpose to your main characters. It's like, if if she's not really dead, then it's just like, well, what what happened with that? You know, I would like to see Will... I would like to see Will given some sort of new purpose or some sort of new fuel under his fire. And that would be, if she was really dead, it would give Will the the kind of, like, oomph to fight Jafar. Which is what needs to happen. Somebody needs to fight Jafar. I really want him to rub the bottles of uh, Cyrus's brother. Yes. I want the, all the genies to come out. Yes. I and, do too. Well, they're slowly getting together because now Cyrus ha- is with his mother, even though he doesn't know it. But they're mm-hmm. finally like starting to gather together. Yeah. yeah. And I think Cyrus has an idea, like an inkling that like because you... <laughs> again, sometimes him and Alice's interaction are like... It's like... like like monkeys being like, whoop. Ah! <laughs> like, like, what is going on here? What is this? And like, like that that shot with the compass. And oh, I don't. <laughs> they just have these like these realizations together, where you're just like, oh my god. That's why they're and meant like, for each it's other. It's like, oh honey, bless oh, your heart. Ah! <laughs> you poor thing. You poor thing. Uh, my thing is that there was a line when they were talking tonight's episode that. Uh, Cyrus said it so quickly. He was like, that one time when you, like, you would have still been in the asylum and I would have still been here. I was mm-hmm. like, did they really go over that? Did Alice really tell Cyrus that she was in the asylum? Now? I don't think been... that we saw, but I think, no, she's, didn't she tell him that when they were at the well for the ring girl? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I don't think it happened. No. I think it happened a while it... ago if she did it. Okay. No, because she, he didn't know he didn't know about the asylum up until the point of the ring girl. But she might have told him after he 
she learned his secret, she would have to tell him her secret. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I was like, now, because we've been talking about when did Alice ever, when will Alice ever tell um, Cyrus that she was in asylum? And then tonight we see Cyrus knows about it. So did that conversation happen? We just didn't see it. Yeah, I, that's a conversation that I wish we could have seen more, like, more thoroughly. Like, hey, dude, back where I'm from, nobody believed me about how much I loved you, and I literally went to an insane asylum, a cuckoo palace because of it. Like, I don't know. But I understand. I you, I think you guys are right. Like, I'm seeing more of their chemistry and how, mm-hmm. like, they're kind of meant for each other yeah. now because they both are a little – they they both have a very similar qualities. Yes, they do have similar qualities. They're not that couple that balance each other out. They're that couple that's very similar. Yeah. I do, like, uh, as a final point, though, I do want to talk about how um, Anastasia, we, I totally forgot this, but Anastasia also wanted to change the laws of magic because she learns from Cora the laws of magic, and she learns that um, you can't change the past. Mm-hmm. And she that was one of the things that she wanted to do. She wanted to make up for her mistakes. And um, can't change the past. Can't make, make someone, someone fall, fall in love, love with you, you, and you can't um, bring back the dead. Yeah. See, I want to know. I mean, I don't really understand what Jafar's motive is yet. I don't think we really know. It's like we know what, like what he's doing. We don't know why he wants to do that. His father plays a big deal in. Yeah, that. I think his father. I think also his um, his mother. Didn't he have a mother figure or talk about his mother before? His uh, mom died. I no, I know his mom died, but um, I, I think it has to do with his childhood. Mm. Definitely um, his childhood. De- his father is a big motivational part in it. Because yeah, he wouldn't have his father stay alive and be there right now unless right. Um, that was the case. But uh, going back to the, the rules of magic and or the laws of magic, that one of them is that you can't change the past. And then you see the scene where Anastasia is like, I don't. I wish I could have changed the past, even though she knows the rules of magic and she wants to break it even yeah. and change. She wants to change the past and she didn't even want to go to Wonderland anymore. So if, now we know her she motivation. The, yeah. If she had the option to go back in the past, she would have even gone to Wonderland. So just that. So I think that's going to be maybe that gets into predictions, but that's her motivation to keep going after. That was one of my favorite moments too. The idea that you're like, she, instead of choosing, it was a nice redemptive moment before her death. And that's another thing. It's like, I hate it when characters get this big redemption, you kill them off, and then you just bring them back. It's like, you made their redemption worth nothing. Mm-hmm. And so she has this huge redemptive moment where she's, it's not like, okay, well, I would stop it at point X where I still have crown jewels, or I'd stop it at point B where I can still have magic. She would stop it before any of that. Which I thought was very telling for that character because mm-hmm. it means that it's it's like it's a total redemption. It's like I would rather just go back to being you and me and just be a normal person. Yeah. Before we get into predictions, because I know we have to wind down here, can we talk a little bit about the Jabberwocky? Because she kind of played a little. It's literally like Jafar's cat. Yeah. Like she's just like it laying is in the back. Like and Jafar's she's like, cat. Meow. Like I just like she's so distracting in yes. every single scene she's yes. in because I just like look at her and like props to her for like you know keeping the attention. But literally, I'm like, are you stretch? Are you doing a downward dog right now? Stretch yes. like on a piano or something like behind Jafar as he's like doing some magic. Like I don't I have know, a prediction about the Jabberwocky. Yeah, I I really I like this evil woman, but I can't take her seriously. I don't I don't quite understand how she works. 
Um, and I, and I don't I, understand what she is. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, and uh, this, this goes back to something we said in the last episode. I don't feel frightened of her. It's like I understand that her power is supposed to be in your mind, mm-hmm. but it's because it's an intangible power like that, it's hard to demonstrate to an audience. I agree. And then the problem that comes with that is you see a person who looks like a person who doesn't seem to be doing much until Jafar tells her to do it. Well, if you're this all-powerful Jabberwocky and you're frightening, like, all I see is people being scared of you, but Jafar's really just telling you what to do. So it becomes very confusing where you're like, I don't understand why everyone's scared of this person. I agree. I completely agree. And and in that scene with I felt the scene when Alice and Will came, I mean, not Alice and Will, but Alice and Cyrus came into the jail cell was almost, like, useless. It was hilarious. Mm. They're like, oh, there's someone there, and they're like, oh. (laughs) They run to the tunnels. (laughs) I don't know. It just felt like a filler scene, and it, like, I understand it wanted to introduce them to to, to the Jabberwocky, them two being Alice and Cyrus, but, I mean... Jabberwocky, like freaking do something bigger, like I don't know. And why didn't she pick up on Cyrus's fears? I and just Alice's. Why I did... think she was I think because she was trying to figure out uh information about Will. So it seems that she and not that I can understand any of this anyway, because there it's so nebulous about what the Jabberwocky can mm-hmm. and cannot do. Mm-hmm. But I think I think it seemed that in the scene after she explains, oh, well, she picked up on me because I was looking for Will or worried about Will. And and maybe it was because it was honed in about Will, which is what her concern was at the moment. But I'm like, what does the Jabberwocky want? Why is she here with Jafar? She doesn't seem to care. I really like her costume, though. I think that's cool. Well, Tiana keeps saying that she's Lady Gaga. She is Lady Gaga. She is Lady Gaga. Absolutely Lady Gaga. Yes. Had to say it once. (laughs) Complete with... Very big wig. <laughs> yes. Love her hair. She's kind of like Kesha. She's like I think Kesha. she's more Kesha if than Kesha Gaga, and Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga had a baby, it would be the Jabberwocky. <laughs> that makes sense, actually. <laughs> actually, it makes more sense to me now when you put it like that than it did before. So thank you for clearing this up for me. You're welcome. <laughs> That's what we do here on After Buzz. Terrible. <laughs> you guys want to get into predictions? And now, your After Buzz TV. I predict that Anastasia is really dead and that Will will find someone else or he like the, it will cause him it will be the catalyst for him to go on another mission to do something else. I don't want Anastasia to be dead. I'm worried that they're like I I feel like this season she might be fully dead because I feel like they're they might be preparing cuz they don't know whether they're getting picked up next right. season or not. So maybe they're that's they're preparing for like maybe being done with Once Upon a Time in Wonderland and possibly bringing these characters over to Once Upon a Time or the ones that they want. Um, I hope she's not dead. Uh, I would like to see her come back in some way, whether it's a sacrifice w- with somebody or if Jafar do- is able to break the rules of magic, kind of maybe go back in time. Because that's what I feel like Jafar will do. Is I feel like he'll go back in time. I want to see time travel on Once Upon a Time in general. That's awesome. I think that would be yeah. awesome. Other and I, than flashbacks, just like an actual rewind. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and I, because, and I still want to see Aladdin and Jasmine. I do too. Please. I do too. Please. We've been to Agrabah. Go to Agrabah. Let's go there. Spend a little more time there. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I, I think Red Queen is not dead 
because I think Jafar is going to bring her back for something to get, you know, well, something's going to go down. She's not dead because she's still there. I think because it, there was that one scene where Korra was teaching Red Queen how to use magic. Mm-hmm. And fear is the fuel to the fire, mm-hmm. literally. And we know Jabberwocky likes to feed on fear. Mm-hmm. And Cora uh, said something, uh, you have to use the fear, uh, you know, as part of that drive. And I think because the Red Queen's not dead, she's going to be alive, she's going to use that fear that the Jabberwocky's using and turn it on the Jabberwocky and to stop the Jabberwocky that way to defeat the Jabberwocky so that's what I think. Oh, I just had a I just had a realization. I do think that um, that something that looking back at your past and try like thinking about trying to change your past is going to be a big theme in the finale because um, Anastasia has that conversation with uh, Jafar's dad about wanting to change the past, mm-hmm. and it seems to be this is the big overthreading theme in this episode that people have things in the past that they regret or they we might change. move sideways go backwards i feel very lost and as in i feel like it's going to be something like that happened in laws <laughs> in the side in the sideways world the past world the future like it's like it's all jumbled but i'm excited it's it's bringing yes. this episode as uh, we were we were very critical of this episode but i really really enjoyed it I did. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I think this episode definitely posed a lot of questions. Yeah. Yes. That still have to be answered. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Where can they find you guys? Uh, You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at KeatonM33. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at SerafiniTV. I'm on Twitter as at 123Jackie underscore B. And just to make it difficult, on Instagram, I'm at 123JackieB, all one word. Thank you for listening to us tonight. Have a wonderful Wonderland night. And weekend. And weekends. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 